Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the last episode of Eat, Eat It, it Up. Up. Woo! Okay. Bringing it home. The last time we'll be saying those words for a long time. For a long Maybe time. Maybe forever. You never know. Yep. <laughs> We're not putting it in stone, but it's getting imprinted slowly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so today, as you know, if you've been joining us throughout our 25 previous episodes, we're going to be having snacks from places in our local neighborhoods, and we're also going to be chatting about a bite of history, and we kind of stamp, I, so, I said stam because I'm thinking Stan. of stigmata. <laughs> Stan. Oh, um, my name is Stan. <laughs> Stan talked time. about stigmata. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sam last week talked about stigmata, which is one of his big passions. And this mm. week, as you'll see from the title, we're talking about the Russian revolutions, plural. Mm. Plural, Ooh. more than one. <laughs> more than Sam's like, oh God, more than one. No, um, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. But yeah, so Sam obviously covered something he's very interested in. And I love Soviet history, so we have so, to start from the very top. <laughs> you do. I love that. And um, did your snack this week, does it relate, your last snack, does it relate to topic? Is it Russian? It's not Russian. Okay, However, it is White Rock, which we haven't done yet, I don't think. I know that that Like doesn't... it's from White Rock? It's from White Rock. Okay, so no relation to Russia. No, no, no. It, no relation to Russia. I'll own it. <laughs> okay. okay. You're like... The, but... the... <laughs> <laughs> the Russians actually had a base in like you a secret, it. yeah. <laughs> no, um, but okay. I figured that I, I should go to the place that's um, not drive so far away this time. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to a place that's near and dear to a lot of White Rock folk. Right. What do you yeah. call a person from White Rock? A White Rockian? A White, white Rocker? Rockian? A rocker? A white, a white rocker? A, a white rocker? I don't know. <laughs> It sounds like a white person who plays rock music, but it does. But um, it's probably a lot of who lives here, anyways. Yeah, yeah. The, the white <laughs> rock scene is actually big. Um, okay, well that's exciting. So what what did what did you get? So uh, every Sunday, White Rock has a farmers market, which mm-hmm. is actually apparently really freaking lit. I've never been to it, but oh. it was bopping. Like they had so many cool things. They had like a French patisserie set up. They were oh selling God. Chilliwack corn, which is big here. Um, they had little creme brulees you could buy, like a hot dog thing. Like it was, they had so many cool things. Wow. Okay. Um, one of the plate, the reason I went is one of, um, the top restaurants in all of White Rock, the Wooden Spoon has a booth Mm. set up there that they sell donuts at. And I think they're called Malsadas, the type of donut, but essentially it's just like a filled donut, um, with cream. So that's what I have today. And my flavor is blueberry, I think. Oh. Yeah random but okay i was gonna do Go banana off. cream filling yeah, and then i was like sam's gonna hate that so i did blueberry <laughs> i actually had a banana cream pie last week and i liked it so was that last week or the week before that was last week i made you eat banana cream pie and everyone yeah, ended up enjoying good. it it was actually good so. it really was anyways okay i so i appreciate you thinking of me though maybe you could have <laughs> done banana cream now that i maybe like it <laughs> So reconsider. Okay. Well, yeah. good to know. And what yeah. are you what are you snacking on? I'm having a pea a slice of peach apricot pie oh. from Calgary famous bakery 
pie junkie. I don't oh. Know I don't know if this is a thing, but like, I feel like growing up here, we used to always call people like YYC famous if they were like a micro influencer in Calgary. I don't know if that's a thing in other like locales. Do people say like YVR famous? Have you ever said that about people in Vancouver? Never. Okay. I could be out of the loop though. <laughs> yeah, I think it was, and I don't even think, I'm, it's probably not a Calgary thing. It's probably just a thing like me and like three friends you have like a minor sphere of influence and you become a yyc influencer well yeah a yyc yyc famous that's what oh yyc anyway right so i don't know i don't think it's actually yyc famous but it's quite it's it's a good slice of pie i had some nice oh my gosh that sounds yummy so what is it apricot peach yep that's it Mm. it's summer only i think oh okay yeah so excited to dive in (laughs) I'm excited for you. I, I'm a lover of pie. I know you are. Well, <laughs> speaking of diving in, shall we get into this, uh, the revolutions? <laughs> Whoa! Okay, so um, obviously we're doing the Russian revolutions, plural. Mm-hmm. I have, I guess the last time, because I took Russian history, I mean, like I took Cold War history in high school, but that was mm-hmm. part of history broadly in the 20th century. Right. And then... In university, I took a Soviet history course and a Russian imperialism course that also right. talked about the revolution. Anyways, right. so I've taken this enough times that I should have known there were two revolutions. Right. Um, however, I completely forgot that. So that okay. was a new learning curve for me that shouldn't have actually been a curve at all. So that well, was I interesting. I don't know if I knew that. I don't think I knew that. Well, because when I talk about Russian revolution, I think I just conjoin what happened in the two separate ones into like one. One mega event. One mega event. The event of the century. (laughs) The party you have to attend. (laughs) Yeah. Down Um, with the czar. (laughs) So uh, between the revolutions, so basically the revolutions both took place in 1917 and there's only a couple months or like a few months between them. I'm not going to do like a huge dive into what happens in between the months. There's actually important stuff that happens there, but I think for the gist of this pod and just like learning the general vibe of what happened, you don't need to know all the in-betweens, but anyone who's taken a history course, there's some buzzwords that you're not going to hear today that may have been. Right. Yeah. Cool. 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 Okay. So for background, we're getting into it. Okay. In the early 1900s, Russia was one of the most impoverished countries in Europe, and it had an enormous peasantry and growing number of poor industrial workers. Right. And Western Europe really saw Russia as being undeveloped and backwards. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't like wholly uncalled for because (laughs) um, they weren't wholly wrong about it. You know, there was some fact, but Russia was practicing serfdom which was like a form of feudalism where Mm -hmm. landless peasants were serving the land of landowning nobility blah 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 um russia had that practice until 1861 oh wow whereas most western europe countries had like gone rid of that centuries earlier right um so that was something that they viewed as russia being a bit backwards for doing still okay and then as we talked about also during the Rasputin episode, mm-hmm. um, World War I was very disastrous for the royals. So you have right, all right. these tensions coming to a head. Militarily, right. Imperial Russia, they couldn't hold a match to industrialize Germany. Right. And so Russian casualties, they were a lot higher than those sustained by apparently any nation in any previous war. 
Really? Yeah. Which I was like, I don't, oh, I don't know how far back sure? we're going with that. Yeah. How do you know that? <laughs> but that's what it said in one okay. article. Okay. Then you had food and fuel shortages. So those were increasing and the economy as it was of course majorly disrupted by the cost of war as many economies are when that happens. And there right. was also that whole bit of like Tsar Nicholas II, he left Russia to command the army, leaving his highly unpopular wife, Alexandra and Rasputin to take charge of Russian politics. Mm-hmm. That didn't go well either. Right. Something I didn't know, little fun fact, was that Alexandra and mm-hmm. her two eldest daughters, they actually got trained as nurses so they could help people, like oh. soldiers coming back. So they didn't okay. completely not give a shit. But they just weren't right. giving enough of a shit, I think. They didn't, the yeah, there's like a, yeah, you made a little bit of an effort. Yeah, like, cool. <laughs> you kind of got um, the spirit of it. <laughs> so basically, you have, by the end of 1916, Rasputin has just been murdered by Russian nobles. Russians right. don't have any dumped more Dumped in the river. Dumped in the river, <laughs> apparently <laughs> crawled out. <laughs> yeah. Who knows we how he really know. died. Yeah. <laughs> Russians had lost faith in the czarist regime. Government corruption was rampant. The Russian economy was backwards. And Nicholas was repeatedly dissolving the Duma, which was that representative assembly, right. um, whenever they disagreed with him. So okay. lots of tension going on there. Not a good look. Not, Not a, a good, good look. look. <laughs> and so no with, all of, <laughs> with all of this discontent boiling, um, moderates soon joined Russian radical elements in calling for an overthrow of the Tsar. So everyone who was maybe riding the fence and being like, I'm okay with it, has now yeah. switched. <laughs> right. They're like and down with him. Down with him. And basically, these more radical elements that they were joining um, were largely the Bolsheviks. Right. So as a bit of background on terminology, Bolshevism comes from the Russian word Bolshinsk. No, I can do it. Bolshinstvo. Bolshinstvo. Okay. Um, which means... <laughs> Pop off, Russian queen. Yeah. Yes, I love that. <laughs> um, and Bolshinstvo means majority. It doesn't have a okay. whole lot of fire behind that word. But anyways, um, the Bolsheviks, as a lot of you would know, have their ideological roots in the 1848 pamphlet, The Communist Manifesto, right. written by Karl Marx and Friedrich Engels. And they represented a section of Russian revolutionaries who advocated for an uprising of the working class. Right. And they were led by another, none other than Vladimir Lenin. That was their go-to right. guy. Yeah. Um, and so, as I mentioned at the top, there's two Russian revolutions. Both took place in 1917. Mm-hmm. And overall, together, they were violent uprisings that marked the end of the Romanov dynasty, which had been around for more than 300 years and ended centuries of Russian imperial rule. Right. During the revolutions... The Bolsheviks, led by Lenin, seized power and destroyed the Tsarist regime. And the Bolsheviks would later become the Communist Party of the Soviet Union. And that's it for background. That's where we're at. (laughs) Okay, when does Stalin come on the scene? Is it it a lot after the Second Revolution or, or is it in between? So basically, Stalin kind of, so basically you have the first revolution, the second one, and then mm-hmm. almost immediately after the second revolution, Russia goes into a civil war. Oh. And so it's during this Russian civil war that Stalin becomes like the general secretary of the party. 
Right. And then once the civil war is over, like a year or two afterwards, when Lenin dies, he goes up against Trotsky for power and he wins right, power okay. the party. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, So gotcha, he gotcha, kind okay. of isn't really there for the revolutions. He's more there for the civil war. Gotcha. Okay. I was trying to remember that. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. I was wondering when he came on the scene too. <laughs> yeah. And now I really like, I'm obsessed with Leon Trotsky because yeah. he had that affair with Frida Kahlo. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my right? God. You're like linking all the episodes together. Full circle. <laughs> I forgot about that. That is so random. Right. And I was like, should I write more? And I was like, he's really not super relevant, but like. To this I... particular. Yeah. <laughs> I'm interested. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So details. Starting off with the first, the two revolutions, you have the February revolution. Mm-hmm. And what happened, so it's kind of confusing because Russia until mid-1918 or so was working mm-hmm. off a different calendar. So mm-hmm. for the Russians, it happened on February 23rd. For us, that would be March 8th, 1917. Okay. So although they call it the February revolution, by their calendar now and by our calendar at that point, it happened yeah. in March. Right. Okay. So gotcha. a little bit confusing, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so March 8th, 1917, um, during this revolution, you have working class women who were observing the socialist holiday of International Women's Day. Woo-woo! Woo! Um, they, <laughs> took off, the streets, <laughs> they took to the streets of Petrograd to protest against food shortages and high bread prices. Right. And in one article, all it said was women came out because they were upset about bread. And I was like, I don't know I like that. There's a bit more to it than that, maybe. But... <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and these women were supported by huge crowds of striking industrial workers, about 90,000 right. men and women. And right. um, although the protesters clashed with police, they refused to leave the streets. So on March 11th, three days later after the start, uh, the troops of the Petrograd army were called out to end the uprising. Right. They opened fire, they killed some demonstrators, but the protesters kept to the streets and the troops began to waver. They were like, oh, we kind of don't disagree with what good. they're arguing. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And so Nicholas, once again, classic Nicholas, he dissolves the Duma. Because mm-hmm. he was like, I don't like how they're handling this. Let's get rid of that again. Which yeah. famously never goes well. <laughs> Nicky boy, that's Nicky not... boy. Ugh. And so you have the next day, March 12th, um, the revolution triumphed when regiment after regiment of the Petrograd troops defected to the cause of the demonstrators. So they all kind of switched teams. Switch sides, yeah. Um, and you had, before um, the Duma was dissolved, they had a provisional committee. Mm-hmm. And that provisional committee of the state Duma then declared itself a provisional government. And right. so basically the Duma, although like, Nicholas had disbanded them. They had continued to meet in secret and they came to the conclusion that Russia couldn't achieve peace until Nicholas was out of power. Right. Interestingly, they didn't, this stance right at the beginning, they didn't mean that Nicholas had to necessarily abdicate the entire throne of all the Mm -hmm. Imperial Russia a bit. Like they're like, we just want, if his son came in, there would be a regent. So it would be somebody else they'd be discussing. with. So they're right. like, maybe this way we can get things back on track. They just wanted right. Nicholas to give up the throne. Right, okay. But when Nicholas abdicated, what he did was he said, I'm not going to rule and my son's not going to rule. Okay. So now my brother's going to rule. Oh, and okay. then his brother said, 
I don't want to rule. Yeah, and no, so no, no, that, no. <laughs> that actually so, took out every error that they had possible. Yeah, they had. Okay, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which gets confusing, but yeah, anyways. No, that makes sense. Thank you. Okay, so basically, um, then you have, during this February Revolution, you also have the formation of the Petrograd Soviet, and mm-hmm. they were an influential local council that represented workers and soldiers in Petrograd, and right. they were made up of obviously those revolutionary-minded workers, soldiers, largely dominated by the Mensheviks. Okay. Um, who, I, if you ever went to Russian history, you always hear about Mensheviks versus Bolsheviks. Right. I don't know. I can't remember why, but I just right. need to throw <laughs> yeah, the like, word in there. I was like, if anyone conflict. knows, yeah. <laughs> there's conflict. Um, so yeah, you have the Mensheviks, and they were calling for a full-scale revolution and an end to the monarchy altogether. So they wanted more extreme things than the provisional government even wanted. Right. And then, of course, a few days later, um, Nicholas finally did what the Duma was asking him to do, which was step down. But as I said, he took his son with him, and then his brother said, nah, I don't really want to do it either. Yeah, yeah. Um, thereby ending centuries of Russian Romanov rule in right. one, one day. Yeah. <laughs> and so all in all, what really happened in the February Revolution um, was that a series of increasingly violent demonstrations and riots on the streets of Petrograd ultimately removed Nicholas from power and ended Russian imperial rule. Right. Um, Any questions? No, I don't think so. So that's the, that's the February one. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, The first of our two revolutions. (laughs) And so the provisional government that forms to replace the Tsarist government. It was led by Prince Lvov, um, but he eventually resigned and a guy named Alexander Kerensky takes over. Uh, The leader of the provisional government, including, so Kerensky was a young Russian lawyer and he was really important at this first stage. I think you never know, because in Russian history, it's hard to tell how someone's painted, but I think that if things had stuck around, Kerensky to me seemed very level-headed and like maybe he could have got them on a good place. But he wasn't right. really given much of a shot. <laughs> um, right, okay. But so the provisional government, which includes Kerensky, they established this liberal program of rights, such as freedom of speech, equality before the law, and the right of unions to organize and strike. Um, and mm-hmm. these leaders of the provisional government, they really opposed violent social revolution. They didn't really want it right. to be a lot of bloodshed to get there. Um, unfortunately, right. though, as Minister of War, Kerensky decided to continue the Russian war effort, mm. even though that was like a really unpopular decision. And so mm-hmm. this increased Russia's already significant food supply problems and unrest continued to grow as peasants looted farms and food riots erupted in cities. Mm. And I think this was kind of like a mistake of Kerensky's in that it painted him as a bad guy amongst the public it kind of Mm. lost him some support and it allowed lenin to kind of come in and be like well i'm opposed to the war and people who like didn't want the war were like oh that sounds like a better ideology than me maybe so right i think that was a mistake although the february revolution was it was a popular uprising it was done by the people and it kind of grew it didn't necessarily express the wishes of the majority of the russian population because right. it just happened in Petrograd. Like it wasn't like it spread throughout the country and it all came down. It was like, that was the city it was in exclusively. And then also from right, the get go, right. it was acknowledged that only a popularly elected constituent assembly 
could decide the political structure of the country, essentially meaning that the provisional government that they had set up was always going to be temporary and they knew that. Right. Um, And so its authority was really limited because it wasn't really seen by people or even by itself as being a very legitimate means of like permanency in government. Yeah. Right, right. Um, And so, yeah, the, the thing is like countries around the world so the provisional government as the legitimate governing body, right. but the Petrograd Soviet, um, which we had talked about a little bit earlier, they held at least as much power mm-hmm. as the as the provisional government, but they also had significantly greater connections with regional authorities and other parts of the country. So they were maybe a bit more well connected. Okay, I see. Um, but interestingly enough, the provisional government and the Petrograd Soviet, they cooperated with each other. Like they worked with each other to figure mm-hmm. out a solution. And although they were often at odds, they worked together out of like necessity. They knew they had right. to. <laughs> right. um, and with every major decision, the two groups coordinated with each other. And Alexander Kerensky was the li- liaison between the two. So he helped bridge the gap there. Right. Um, this all kind of changes mm-hmm. when Lenin comes. So right. up to this point, Lenin has been exiled. Okay. Um, he's, as we said before, leader of the Bolshevik Revolutionary Party, which was generally viewed as an extremist group, had very little popular support right. um, when they began to organize seriously in April 1917. But so he was in Switzerland. He decides to cross Germany. Germany. I thought I said Germany. No, you said like, I think you said it right. <laughs> Like, You're like, did I? am I saying Germany right? The, my whole life I've been saying Germany. <laughs> Germany. Um, uh, sir, can I ask a question? So Lenin's yes. in exile when the Romanovs are still in power, right? Like yes. They exiled him when they were in power, okay? And then he's coming back yeah. in between. Yeah, I don't, I didn't 100% look into why. It was obviously like political issues that yeah. he got exiled. But the, apparently part of the reason that Lenin even became this radical leftist was because his brother was part of like a plot to assassinate the czar and he was mm. executed for it. Yes. I remember this. Mm-hmm. Okay. I so watched then, a documentary on this. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Randomly. <laughs> what were the origins of Lenin? What were you watching? No, no, no. It was called like, it was called like the 1918. It was like 1918 or something. It was on, it's on Netflix. It's, it's on the Russian oh, revolutions. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So, um, that apparently sparked it for him. Right. Um, but anyone who knows Lenin's return, I was like, there's something special about his return. And it's that he rode a sealed train to come home. That's like the key word that you always hear when Lenin comes home. It's like oh. he rode a sealed train. I don't know why it's really important, but anyway. What does that mean? Like sealed, like nothing got on or off? Or like, yes. what is a sealed- yeah, it wasn't okay. like he was taking like a passenger train. He was like, oh, hey everyone, I'm coming to destroy Russia. Like he, <laughs> you know, he was alone. Yeah. It was a secret, I guess. Secret. Yeah. And like, there's even like some conspiracies mm-hmm. that the Germans knew he was crossing. And so they helped him to get this sealed train because they wanted okay. to bring down Russia so they could do better in the war themselves. Oh, uh, I see. Okay. Interesting. Conspiracies. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so Lenin arrives back in Russia, April, 1917. His singular goal was right. to place Russia under Bolshevik control as quickly as possible. And apparently when he arrived, um, he had like large crowds that were so excited to see him. And he was like so pissed at them because they had allowed the provisional government 
and the Petrograd Soviet to rule them. And he like mm. didn't view them as legitimate. So he was like right. mad at his supporters. Oh, weird. Okay. And then apparently people who viewed themselves as Bolshevik were like, oh, he's become so radical that they switched right. as well. So Lenin came back with a very strong vision that not right. everyone agreed with. <laughs> was on board with. Okay. Yeah. And there's lots of things that happen in between. We're cutting them out, snip, snip. But if you want to read them, look into it. Uh, So now this brings us to the Bolshevik Revolution, also known as the October Revolution. So you have February, October, naturally because of the calendar. This would have actually happened in November for us. But for the Russians, this was October 24th and 25th that it happened. So by this time, the Bolsheviks' popular base was much larger um, because originally when they were that extremist group, when Lenin first arrived in April, they didn't have mm-hmm. a lot of popular support. But as the provisional right. government kind of messed up and made mistakes right. and Lenin learned what he needed to gain popularity, um, right. they built up a majority of support within Petrograd and other urban areas. Although to be fair, like right. across the country as a whole, they still represented a minority of support, right. but it was those big areas that they had hold. And so anyways, during this uprising, you have leftist revolutionaries led by Lenin uh, launch a nearly bloodless coup d'etat against the Duma's provisional mm-hmm. government. Um, and basically coup d'etat is like an overthrow. So they overthrew the, yeah. the provisional government and the governing system that was put in place during the February revolution that knocked Nicholas out of power was now mm-hmm. Kaputsky. And the provisional government had been assembled by like that bourgeois capitalist class, whereas Lenin wanted this Soviet government that would be ruled directly by councils of soldiers, peasants, and workers. Right. Um, So yeah, then you have the Bolsheviks and their allies. Basically what happened is they occupied government buildings and other strategic locations in Petrograd, and Mm -hmm. they just didn't meet with a lot of resistance. (laughs) Right. Like... And it's just funny because if you hear like apparently in like later accounts of Russian history, when they're explaining the October revolution, they're like, it was this big moment. Like we seized these buildings and it's like, yeah, they really kind of just like walked in and took hold and Kerensky got like taken out by a limo. Like he like left right away and his other party members was like, oh, Kerensky will come back with like an army to help us out. And he didn't. He didn't seem to really do that. Um, So they kind of just took hold in a very bloodless way, which is cool for that side of it. Um, What happens next, I don't think I'm super positive about. (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) So So then uh, Len becomes, with this season, Lenin Mm -hmm. kind of becomes the dictator of the world's first communist state. Mm -hmm. And so unlike the February Revolution, this revolution, which like was a much more deliberate event, it was orchestrated by the Bolsheviks. They had it planned weeks in ahead. It wasn't like an on the ground movement that kind of grew and swerked and stuff like the right. February one did. The October one was very rigorous. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And essentially what the October revolution did was it overturned, of course, the interim provisional government and it established the Soviet Union. And so I think at this point, in October, no one was really that. They were like, oh, okay, things will kind of stay the same. It's just like a different different person in charge. But after October, the Bolsheviks realized 
that they could not maintain power in an election-based system without sharing power with other parties. And mm -hmm. that would kind of compromise their principles. Right. And so because of this realization, they formally abandoned the democratic process in January, 1918, and they declared themselves the representatives of a dictatorship of the proletariat. Right. And so in response to that, the Russian civil war breaks out in the summer of 1918. Right. Okay. Yeah. And um, it's between and their supporters and opponents. Essentially. Yeah. I have like a little blurb on the civil war just because I think the civil war kind of like ties it all in a bow at the end there. Right. Um, so the Russian civil war, it was the red army versus the white army mm -hmm. and the reds were Lenin's Bolshevik government. And right. the white army was basically everyone else. So they were like a group of loosely allied forces, including monarchists, capitalists, and supporters of democratic socialism. And apparently like France, UK, the US, they were even sending people to support because they wanted right. that side of things. Side rather to win. Than, right. Yeah. So um, during this time, I had thought that after Nicholas abdicated, I was like, the whole family got killed right away. No, no. It took them until yeah. July 16th, 1918, when the Romanovs were finally executed. So it was like right. over a year okay. later. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm like, did they just hang out in the palace? Did they yeah, not like, want to leave sooner? Like, why were we not thinking that this was going to happen? Why did we stick around? Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm sure I'm being very critical of people <laughs> right. who were murdered. And so the confusing thing to me is in one article I read that the Russian Civil War ended in 1923. Then on Wikipedia, it says 1922. And then in somewhere else, it says 1920. So okay. the Russian Civil War ends sometime in the early 1920s. Right, okay. <laughs> and of course, Lenin's Red Army, they won that war. Right. And they established yeah. the Soviet Union. And then as we talked about, um, Lenin dies the following year. Or Lenin dies in 1924. So... Right. At some point, this civil war ends. Right. He dies in 24. He dies, right. And Stalin becomes the party leader, winning out against Leon Trotsky, who is eventually murdered in 1940. Right. Um, during the civil war, around 15 million people died. And that was due to either conflict or famine. Right. Uh, and before this wow. point, sorry, before all this, um, like, that interim right after the October Revolution, but before the civil war... Lenin mm -hmm. does pull Russia out of World War One, signing the oh, okay. Treaty of Brest-Litovsk. So they're okay. out of the war by that point. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So I know that was like, that was a quick little, was it? I don't know if it was, but it was, it was oh. just like a little bite of the revolutions. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Thanks, Sam. Any I questions? Well, honestly, that really helped because I always was confused about like, was it the October Revolution or the February Revolution? I thought right? I was just confused about like the month, but there's two, so that's why. That's the thing is like they both sound significant, but I always thought it was like there was one revolution where people rose up and Nicholas abdicated and then Lenin comes in. And it's like, how do these all add up? And it's like, it's because they yeah. don't, it's because they happen at different times. Separately. Yeah, my yeah. social studies teacher won't be happy about me not knowing this from grade 12. But. <laughs> They're like, I have spent years trying to tell you how this We goes. did, well, we did a whole unit on like the Russian Revolution, oh, the fall of the czar, like the formation of the Soviet Union. Like we did, right. we did a whole yes. thing on like yes. the Soviet Union. So sad that I don't remember it. But thank you for reminding me. 
It is just a bummer because it's like you can be taught this. I would say I've been taught this now at least three times. And I still forgot what happened. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> like, that's not actually, that's yeah. not beneficial. <laughs> no, but hey, um, we're giving it our best go. We're giving it our best go. Every time I learn it, I love it again. So I have no yeah. issues with relearning it. That's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, you're like, it's actually better that way. Yeah, and there's also- like, no I way, like, that happened? <laughs> Are you kidding me? And there's like yeah. some buzzwords that I'm like, oh my God, I definitely used to know what that means. Like, yeah, you're like, but I oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so there it is, people. The last. Well, thanks. The last one. I know. Sad, but also bittersweet because we ended on such a good one. If I do say so myself. (laughs) Stigmata and Russian revolutions. What more did you ask for? (laughs) Yeah, honestly. So how's your pie, Sam? Oh, it's excellent. Um, Is it? It's good. I feel like I haven't had it. I don't know if I've ever reviewed a pie on the pod, have I? You haven't. I thought you were strictly... Who's anti-pie? Is Greta anti-pie? Someone's anti-pie. I don't remember. I don't think... No, I don't think she had pie last night, so maybe she is anti-pie. Yeah, I mean, I'm not anti-pie. I just don't usually go out of my way for it. But I do love a good peach pie. This one's peach apricot. Um, mm. but it's really, it's just yum. I don't have much to say. The, the crust is really good. Pairs well with ice cream or whipped cream. It's really so yummy. is there, is it, is it like purely berries inside or is there like a custard layer on the bottom? Like what's it? Uh, no, I think it's just peach apricot filling. Oh, wow. Like, okay. Yeah. With sugar. It's, it's, mm. Yeah. Yummy. There's no like custard or anything. It's, it's very simple. Well, that sounds good. Yeah, so it's Are good. Are they Hazard. Okanagan fruits? Oh, I don't know. Okay. I actually, yeah, I, I really... It's only season... Like, it's seasonal, so maybe, yeah, maybe they get it from from BC. It's like the combination of the two of us in one pie. Exactly. Allegedly. <laughs> We're not sure. Allegedly. But probably. Um, mine is good. I was really hoping oh, it was going to be okay. better, I'll be honest. Oh, really? The donut itself. The donut itself is delicious it's so soft it's pillowy it's gorgeous yeah that's amazing the filling i don't know if it was supposed to be like whipped cream or what but it is butter it is just butter. oh no it's the same trap people fall into with cupcakes right it is it's exactly that where they over whip it you over whip and then it gets too buttery and then it's like okay exactly and it's become like crumbly you know like whipping cream wouldn't crumble but butter can yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you take a bite of it, oh. and it's like waxy across your mouth. I just, no. I truly, what I think I'm going to do is I think I'm going to scrape out the filling and then eat the donut itself, because the donut is really good. And I right. wish they sold the donut separately. But. Okay, so so they don't do that. They don't just do like the donut with no, like a just a regular donut. No, because they have oh. other donuts there, but it's not the same type. Oh, I and see. So, yeah, I don't know. And like, the filling is blueberry, and as you know, Sam, BC blueberries mm-hmm. are a thing of inspiration. They are, they um, are. And this blueberry filling, I can't taste the blueberries. And it's like... Oh, okay. So it's it like a double like I am kind just of vibe. eating butter. Like, okay, you're like, <laughs> this mostly tastes like a stick of butter. Um, I guess <laughs> it's less work for them. I love, but... <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. So. Oh, well. I'm sorry, that's kind of an anticlimactic end for you. 
It really is, isn't yeah. it? Although to be fair, um, I'm going to there there later today to get my favorite oh, donuts okay. in so the world. So full oh, circle moment. Make it up. <laughs> I love that. Like it's actually okay. Yeah, it'll be. I'll recover. I'll get over it. <laughs> You're so brave and Thank valid. You. Thank you. I'm so I strong. I'm a girl yeah, boss. Yeah, you are. I see you, girl boss. <laughs> I see you slang all day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Significance. Let okay, me yeah, tell you. Yeah. I actually only have like two bullet points. I think it's one of those things where it's almost so big that it like Yeah, it's like it's, <laughs> it's like dumb to, to even for us to be like, oh yeah, it's actually significant. It's yeah, like, no right. Shit. So yeah. basically the Russian Revolution, they really paved the way, of course, for communism to kind of take hold um, as yeah. an influential political belief system around the world. Right. And with that, it sets the stage for the USSR becoming this world power going head-to-head right. head with the U.S. during the Cold War. Right. Um, so I think that's kind of the biggest thing that for me would emerge on a global scale would be the Cold War really comes out of Russia taking this hard leftist communist stance right. and um, trying to spread its influence over the world as the U.S. tries to do with its capitalist stance. So right. that's the big thing there, I think, right. um, in terms of russia itself and the ussr i suppose itself it did like i don't know comparatively that life would have been amazing of course under imperial rule i have this fantasy in my head that life could have been so fun if the provisional government were given a chance and kerensky had pulled it together a bit i'd like to think that they would have been if not like a democracy in the sense at least like democratic socialism like i would have been okay with that um right but of course when you have stalin come in just so many people died so many russians died under his policies and five-year plans and stuff and the leaders that came afterwards they weren't all good either but i think stalin itself was really the big the big terrifying dictator um so that for me would be the big consequences for russia itself and then those ussr yeah domestically it was that they um were worked to death some of them or just like the conditions in prisons and people who were sent to prisons for like the smallest things and that state of like fear um kind of all comes out in my head at least during that era yeah right right um and of course i think the ussr obviously it collapsed in 1991 um but russia today i think still has like strong roots in what happened during that 20th century of course course. and so it continues to influence russia's politics and its relationships with the rest of the world and like russia is still viewed by a lot of capitalist countries as like an enemy state so right yeah um i think that still plays a huge part in how we interact with it yeah totally yeah totally girly couldn't agree more (laughs) um okay so are you gonna go back to your to the wooden spoon i have a feeling i know the answer so i would go back there for lunch because okay. i normally go there for lunch and brunch oh, like you'd go back but for something else like for something for else that. it's the go-to place for yeah. for lunch and brunch for in whole white rock <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't know that i would go back for donuts i think yeah. my dad and i both agreed though. that maybe not because i think he didn't like it very much either from the fact yeah. that he didn't eat it all of it <laughs> not a good sign yeah yeah Okay, well, speak the truth. Speak the truth. Uh, what about yeah. you, Sam? 
Yeah, I like Pie Junkie. I would definitely go back. Like they have good stuff, not just like um, like dessert pies, but they also have good like meat pies too that we sometimes oh, have. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so they have quite the range. Um, I definitely like, like I like this one, the peach one I really like. So yeah. highly recommend that one. Oh, good. But yeah, I would definitely go back. Scrummy. <laughs> Shout out to them. Shout out to them. <laughs> Love them. Yeah. Big heart. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, well. Okay. This is it, everyone. This is it. <laughs> the moment none of you have been waiting for. <laughs> yeah, or all of you have been waiting for. <laughs> Shut <laughs> the hell up. <laughs> then why are you listening? Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say this is the end for now. We don't know. Mm-hmm. We've really enjoyed doing this. I'll, I'm speaking mm-hmm. I'm speaking in the plural, but I'm no, no, in my opinion. No, no, I agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we may come back to this. You never know. We'll yeah. see where life takes us. So stay tuned. Don't unfollow our Instagram account and we <laughs> will be keeping dare. track. <laughs> <laughs> we will keep track. We will have we names will keep written. Track. We're taking names. We have but a hit no. list. Jokes. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. Thanks for rating us. Thanks for even Sending hate suggestions. Mail. Sending <laughs> suggestions. Suggestions have been really helpful. Hate mail, yes. not so much. Got so <laughs> hate much mail sucks. About. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, it's so true. Um, yeah. Did I have anything else that I want to say? I don't think so. Is that it? Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And um, maybe we'll talk to you all in a future week. You never know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Stay tuned. Bye. Bye.